2: gentlemen, once again to Take the Black, the winter is coming, Game of Thrones podcast. Oh my god, I am such an emotional wreck, I don't even really know where to start this week. But we're going to talk about that awful scene at the end of uh, Game of Thrones, episode 6 of season 5, unbent, unbowed, unbroken. Um, But before we get there, we're going to talk about a bunch of other things that happened that seems to have gotten lost in the episode because of that last scene. So, before we get started, I am your host. Uh, Razor you can find me on twitter at house underscore Razor you can find my other co-host Isis on
3: twitter at I-J-A-M-E-L-T-O-N or you can find me also on tumblr superhero dash almighty Isis and you can find my other amazing co-host Luke Turner at
4: Turner Luke
2: (laughs) at Turner Luke okay so let's get right into the episode um you can also send questions into our live show that we have co-sponsored with Entertainment Weekly, called Wick Live, and you can hashtag Wick. So hashtag two hashtags. Take the black and Wick, and your questions will probably more than likely be answered on our live show and this podcast. So um, let's get into what happened last night. I kind of want to skip around a little bit. We're not going to go into sequential order. But first things first, let's talk about that beginning scene with Arya cleaning the bodies. Uh, Isis, how did you feel about Arya's, uh, I guess, her job now, which is like cleaning the
3: dead? You know, uh, she was doing it with such uh, precision that I felt like she must have been there for quite some time or has has cleaned a lot of bodies. Well, you notice they kept changing the the –
2: the corpses like she she did multiple corpses yes
3: but i mean i'm saying like she has become very proficient at washing these dead bodies uh right. i got a little creeped out when the you know when she had to wash the feet thing i would i just have a thing about feet and i just don't oh. want to look at them but uh no no i thought it was really interesting but you know again i felt like this was one of those things that they make you do something of rep- repetition you know, to learn it, to learn it well. And and I think yeah. that's, you know, a whole theme with um, no face. I'm going to call him Yo- no face Yoda. And uh, no face Yoda. yeah, no face Yoda is that he, you know, that's what he's trying to, to teach her is that through repetition, she will get, you know, she'll do something really well. So
2: now you've, you've renamed two characters on the show, by the way, you've renamed uh, Dario Nahara to Dario Nohaini. And now you re- you've renamed Jockan Hygar to No Face Yoda.
3: I like that. I'm I'm down with that. And and if Luke, you follow me on Twitter, that's the kind of responses you're going to get. <laughs> Luke, you're a you're a Star Wars fan. You approve of that of that name
2: change?
4: Yeah, I think I'm good with it.
2: You're 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 down with that. So, Luke, let me ask you this. What did you think of the uh ass whooping that Arya took at the hands of the Faceless Man?
4: I thought it was pretty legit and she finally admitted She's in love with the Hound.
2: <laughs> I, knew I was gonna ask you. That was I was leading you towards that question. Yep. She, yeah, I was. Gonna, she couldn't I, deny I, it. I, I thought couldn't it. deny I thought it. it. Exactly. Like she could not. Like she said, she hated him, and she got her ass beat. Like you know, no face Yoda. He saw through that. And
4: then and he knew she was. Well, on. that's the whole. So that's the whole thing too. Is you know because the Hound was on her list, and yeah. when he was wounded. He said, kill me, but she had too much. She couldn't go through with it because she loved him. She couldn't that's kill a, him. So That's an
2: interesting theory.
4: So that's why she had to walk away. Like, we all thought it was because she was, like, whatever, die a slow and painful death, but it was more along the lines of, I love you, I can't kill you.
3: <laughs> you said that, I that's, love you, like, really creepy. <laughs> and it, I know. it made me that, very uncomfortable. That low, voice, that low, I love
2: you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Ira, she got her she, she got her ass whooped. Arya had so many different uh, things happen this episode. Like one of my favorite reactions, probably it, definitely this season and maybe the series thus far, is whenever the the waif, the other girl, asks her something about now, am I lying? When she tells the whole story, she goes, "Am I lying?" And Arya looks at her and goes, "What?" <laughs> I love that response. It's like, you're you you were, you're playing a lying game, and your only response is,
3: what? Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. Like, she was telling that story, and I'm over here, just, I'm eating it up. I'm just, up, just eating spoonfuls of this story up. And then, like, Arya goes, like, what? And I'm like, girl, don't worry about it. I was fooled, too. I was fooled. Oh, I was... Oh, I was definitely full
2: I because they, they, they kind of sprinkled in a little bit of her backstory from the books into that story she told. So I fell for it at first. And then I was like, Oh god, she's lying. Don't 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 listen to her, she's lying, but it was too late and she lost the game of faces. Uh so we're gonna come back to Arya. But let's get over to uh the bromance that is forming with Tyrion and Jorah as they travel they traverse through I guess it's Valeria. I mean it doesn't look like Valeria that I thought Valeria would look like, but I'm assuming they're still in Valeria. Uh Luke, was that a complete and total unbro move to tell Jorah about his dad?
4: I kind of I, I don't remember a lot from that uh from that from that scene with them other than the cock vendor. Um, <laughs> the cock vendor. So like yeah, like I I remember that part and that's about the only part I remember. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well when you have a scene where where Tyrion is begging for his life loudly and he says a line like the guy says,
4: Well, a dwarf's cock is a dwarf's cock, and he's like No, wanna
2: bet? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, what right. was his line? What, what was his line? Uh I forget his exact he was line. Like, anyway.
4: He said uh he said it'll be Guess
2: again. Yeah, it'll be again.
4: it'll be a dwarf size. He said guess again.
2: Yeah, that was a great line. Oh my god. And you know, Peter Dinklage, along with um the guy who plays Littlefinger, Aiden Gillian, is that his last name? He they always get like the best lines. Like even Littlefinger had a great line tonight, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, the Cock Merchant with uh Mr. Echo from Lost, or conversely, Ada from Oz. Uh those that guy uh that the whole scene was a great scene, but before that, before they're traveling across the mountainside, the beautiful country that looks like Ireland, uh, they had that moment where I mean, it was kind of a bro moment, Isis. I, Luke doesn't remember, but surely you remember the, yes. the tender
3: moment they shared. Yeah, have. I mean, you know, by accident, uh, Tyrion, you know, the, tells, you know, uh, uh, Mormon, Ajora, sure. uh, that, you know, his father's dead. And to be honest, I didn't remember who his dad was um, until I was, uh, you know, talking to my husband, and he was just like, Oh yeah, he's this guy, you know, that was on Beyond the Wall, and you know they were at the the, the guy that was making those babies, you know, having babies with his own <laughs> babies, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy. He was like the good guy, and I was just like, oh, that's right, okay. So I was it made it made total sense that that would be his father, you know, right. because I think that Jora. Mm, or Sir Friendzone is a, a really honorable person. Uh, but I love the fact that Tyrion was kind of making fun of him, like, dude, what is your play here? Like you're gonna oh, bring yeah. me over there and you're gonna, you know, bring me to her hands. She may kill me. She may give you the army. I mean she's you know, he's trying to figure out, like, dude, what is your play here? What is your end game? Um, because everybody does everything for an end game for something. That was another great that was another great line from Tyrion. She goes So now she's the queen. Hurrah.
2: Yes. Long live the queen. Long live the queen. Hurrah. Just
3: because she's a Targaryen doesn't mean that she should be, you know, the queen and uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he made so many great points and stuff like that. uh, But at the end of the day, he is really just trying to get down to see because he can't deal with somebody that if he doesn't know where they're coming from. You know,
0: if if
3: they're coming from an emotional point, he he can't he can't deal with that strategic. Yes. But like emotional, you can't you can't really do that. I still
2: don't think that Danny's going to really care that Tyrion's a Lannister or not. You have to remember, she's never stepped foot, and Tyrion mentioned that last night. Uh, Daenerys has never stepped foot in Westeros. She doesn't know anybody from Westeros except for Barristan, who's not dead, and Jorah, who's coming back to her. So all she's got to go on are stories that's been told to her. Uh, So there's really no reason to hate Tyrion Lannister, um, except for the fact that her
3: father caused the rest of her family to die.
2: But anyway, um, and, and her –
3: whatever. So, so if, Tyrion, Look, if she's not going to kill people who have killed her unsullied, uh, I think that – I think Tyrion going yeah, to get Yeah, Tyrion is going to be okay.
2: So we had Tyrion and Jorah get captured by the slavers, and it was kind of a nice little segue because now they're headed towards Meereen, slavers bay. And it's kind of nice that the slavers are giving them a free ride on a ship like they had to walk before – now they're getting a free ride. I think that was pretty nice of the slavers. Plus, they're going to see a cock merchant, and I'm not really sure what a cock merchant is. But um, how does one become a cock merchant, Luke?
4: I think I'll defer that uh, question to Isis. <laughs> Isis.
3: Yes, because because obviously cock merchants are female.
4: Oh
0: uh, man, why so, would no,
3: well, wow, I have no idea. I mean, if it was a cock merchant, was a female, she she would know that dwarf penises and regular men penises are the same. So, anyway,
2: you can you can, you can say cock. Yeah, cock. so cock.
3: Say um, <laughs> did you like how I said that? Cock. Yeah, that was really
2: creepy too. Uh, like you just called Luke out for being creepy. That was super creepy.
3: Okay. Well, anyway, I don't know. Like. That to me was such a funny exchange. Like I was laughing, and then the moment when Tyrion was like, "No, you know they don't. They, there's not a difference between you know a a dwarf penis and a and a regular man's penis." I was just like, "Huh? So you're hung?" No,
2: I, I, yeah. Well, I I took
3: it to mean like when he says "guess again," I took it to mean like he's got like a third leg. Like he's kick, yeah, call him like kick- yeah. Kick- I think so too. I'm <clears> gonna <throat> go with that that he has a kickstand. So. Yeah, that that episode could only have made, been made better if maybe we we would have gotten to see something. But it's okay. It's I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I could I could do without. That. But I don't I know. Think I, I could... don't know where these cock mer- merchants are. And like, I mean, I I wonder <laughs> if they're like Chinese, like medicine herbs. Like they'll take the cock, dry it, and then like grind it up or something. Like make three, three penis wine. Like yeah, yeah, like it. You know, like a vintage. Yeah, 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 yeah a nice yeah, little I, vintage. I don't know, but I'm interested <laughs> to see who this cock merchant is.
2: Yeah, I just don't know how one becomes a cock merchant. Like, is it a family business? Do you go into the family business to become a cock merchant? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you go to school to learn cock merchantry, I guess. I don't know. But uh, so leaving leaving Tyrion and Jorah, going over to uh, King's Landing where Littlefinger apparently has uh, a time machine. And he can travel literally a thousand miles from Winterfell to King's Landing in 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 the span of like a day because even Cersei says well, Winterfell's a thousand miles away. Well Littlefinger was just in Winterfell talking to Rhys Bolton. So like that's the, that's been a running joke we'll hear lately with uh, Littlefinger because he pretty much just warps around the Westeros map anywhere he wants to go and I don't know how the hell he's doing it.
3: Well maybe anyway, he's he, doing it on the sh- like it, maybe this is a show thing not a not a book thing. Hmm?
2: Hmm? Well I don't I don't even know. I I I'm pretty sure that they have to streamline his. They don't want to show him traveling everywhere, but you know, at least you know, make it seem like a few days have passed. Like when I was watching the show last night, I did not, I did not feel like enough time had passed for Littlefinger to travel down the King's Road from Winterfell in the far north to Lannisport. or not Lannisport. I apologize, King's Landing. So yeah, Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe, Maybe that. Maybe maybe it's been a few weeks. I, I don't know, but I liked his line when he met up with Lancel in King's Landing, and Lancel tried to bully him, and he says, we both peddle in fantasies, it's just mine's more interesting. That was oh, that was such a perfect line for Littlefinger, I loved it. Uh, Luke, what do you think uh, Littlefinger's ultimate gameplay is here by turning on – do you think he turned on Sansa, or do you think he's, he's furthering his game because he knows nothing's going to happen to Sansa from Cersei?
4: I, I think that he is, uh, you know, because he gives her the example, like, let, let the two enemies fight for Winterfell and um, and then uh, move in and take over from there. So, I mean, he's setting himself up as Warden of the North, which is smart. Um, I, I don't know. I, well, I guess at that point he'll be in charge of the Eerie and... The North. So I mean, essentially, his plan to uh, Roose Bolton was, you know, the Erie and uh, Winter, um, not- yeah, and uh, Winterfell teamed up. We took down a a, uh, a dynasty. dynasty. So now, basically, he's done the same thing, except now he doesn't have to work with Roose Bolton. He's uh, he's running the whole show himself.
2: I kind of feel like Littlefinger's hedging his bets at this point. Like, at, right now, he's. He's he's a friend to everybody, you know. Like he's he's the Lord Protector of the Vale because uh, Sweet Robin hasn't come of age to run the Vale yet. Uh, So now he's got he's got the entire Warden of the East thing going on as the Warden of the Vale or whatever. He is vying. He's going to get the like Cersei said. She's going to get the king to write a, a royal decree to make him a Warden of the North. He's already Lord of Harrenhal. Which, if you guys don't know this, by being Lord of Harrenhal, that almost... And I, I'm pretty sure this happened in the show. That gives him control over the Riverlands. So that basically makes him Lord of the Riverlands, where House Tully is. Uh, that gives him control of, of the North, where Winterfell is, and control of the Vale, where the Erie is. The uh, Littlefinger, he's hedging his bets. He's about to become the most powerful man in Westeros, it feels like. Like, I, this guy... Went from being a moneylender, which Cersei calls him out on, to one of the most powerful players in the Game of Thrones, which is really cool to me. Um, so, yeah, he – I don't know what the – I really don't know what his end game is, but I hope that he's not diamond out Sansa for real. Like, I hope that he's going to come back and save her because, you know, she's going to need it. Um, What – Isis, what did you think of the return of the Queen of Thorns, Lady Olenna?
3: Okay, this was probably, like, the the bitch fight that I was waiting to happen. Like, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be epic, okay? We have Lady Olena, we have Cersei, and Olena is like, I'm not giving you any sh-, you know, like, I'm not going to bow down to you, I'm not here to coddle you, I'm here to get my nephew, who, yes likes dudes we all know this um and, and to, what's her grandson or no, grandson sorry yeah that's right grandson and uh you know she's gonna go ahead and save him and she just was not having any of her shit okay uh, I loved it. i loved every second of it it was it, in the way you know lady elena, elena and cersei they were battling back and forth back and forth and i'm gonna tell you cersei may have won this fight but she has not won the war I,
2: well, I kind of feel like it was back and forth, and the first round went to Lady Olenna because she called Cersei a tart. She called her out on writing nothing down. Because like, when she walked out of the room, you could, Cersei puts the quill down, yeah. like, or obviously Cersei wasn't writing anything. She made fun of Cersei's dead dad, and she she said that thing about un, there's no veil here, like veiled threats. There's no veil here. And then when she walked up, she gave her that la- that look like – she gave her the stink eye when mm-hmm. she got up and left. So I kind of feel like round one went to a lady Elena, but I think you're right. Cersei won the big battle this time, this show because of what happened during Loras's trial. Uh, I, Luke, you had to know that that birthmark was coming back into play.
4: I actually I completely forgot about it until uh, he walked in and said something about it. I did um, when they when they called Marjorie on the stand. I was like, this is not going to bode well like for yeah. anybody. Um but this does I, I think that um I I still think the uh the faith militant are going to uh take out Cersei. Like I That would be I still that think that's going to happen because they I mean if they're if they're willing to put the queen in jail for lying about something stupid like this, what are they going to do when they figure out uh that uh or they already know that, that she's been incestuous.
2: Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta think that with Lancel being one of the faith militant, brother Lancel now, you gotta think that he confessed his sins about lying with his cousin. Yeah. And and about the plot to kill Robert Baratheon. Yeah. Uh with by getting him drunk.
4: I think that they're I think that their storyline, I think that eventually they try to take down the king, um because of that. But it doesn't work, and so they'll probably end up uh, getting all slaughtered. But in the meantime, they might take Cersei with them.
2: Well, here's my thing. You bring up a good point about the king, and Isis, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, Tommen had a perfect chance to be like the heroic king and the heroic husband, and he ended up being a huge, gigantic pussy in the end, and not saving Marjorie from the faith. What what would you do had your husband just sat there while you were being dragged off in chains, and he had the power to send his guard with their swords
3: to kill these idiots in robes? I will tell you this, if I get out of there, he will meet my pointy end. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah, there's no way in hell uh, you let your wife your queen, your first, uh, go down like that. There's just no way in hell. And, and it, was, it was kind of sad to see that, you know, I mean, as lovable as little Tommen is, uh, he was ill-equipped to be a, a husband, a king, and all this. And, and, it was, and purposely so because, uh, you know, his mom is obviously not going to help him or anything. But, yeah, as soon as I got out, he would meet with some type of misfortune, uh, yeah. Quick, fast, in a hurry. His mom first, and then, and then, uh, and then, Tommen. Because I, I would have to just say, like, look, you chose your mother over me. <laughs> yeah. Your no, mother. That was,
2: that was a really bad thing. Like Luke, you gotta, you gotta think that Tommen's not getting any more sexy time out of this. Like it's, it's over for Tommen.
4: Oh, he's been in a dry spout since what's his name? He's been in jail, so
3: um, <laughs> he ain't getting no love.
4: It's about it. Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be a long, long time.
2: I feel like the series is is pointing towards Cersei uh, destroying her house. Like, think about it for a second, if you will. Um, and I'm not going off any book knowledge here. I'm just going off what I've seen on the show. Uh, we started this season with a flashback of Cersei uh, getting that that prophecy from Maggie the Frog about her her children ending up with golden shrouds and blah blah blah. And ever since then, it's been a slow decline into madness for Cersei. She's, she's drinking more. She, she did things like she, – she equipped the faith militants. She brought them back. That was all Cersei. She did it under the guise of the king. So she, 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 she armed the, the branch of the religious military that could cause her more harm than anyone else, uh, which was a huge mistake because her cousin became a Faith Militant, and he knows all her secrets. She is jeopardizing the alliance between House Lannister and House Tyrell, which, by the way, Lady Olenna mentioned last night. Do, Do you not realize that all your soldiers and all your wheat and gold are coming from House Tyrell? So let's go ahead and drop that alliance, and King's Landing's and Westeros is going to descend into like chaos and utter war, all because Cersei wants to be a guy. She wants to be a, a ruler. She, she's she got that complex where she wants to be a lord, because in Westeros, like it or not, and this is not me being anti-feminist, in Westeros, women don't rule. And so a woman like Cersei, she has got this complex, plus daddy didn't love her enough, he didn't like treat her like one of his sons, blah, blah, blah. So now here she is causing all this mayhem and chaos, and it's going to – I feel like it's going to come back and bite her in the ass. Uh, What do you think about that theory there, uh, uh, Isis? What do you think about the whole power struggle as a female
3: in a a world full of men? Well, I mean I think that's accurate. I mean I don't – Think any anybody would disagree with you? She is descending into madness. I mean, she has you know has her daughter far away from her. Her son has died. Uh, her brother slash lover uh, is now trying to you know get her daughter back and you know home, but he only has one arm, and she really doesn't think a whole lot of him anymore. Um, so you know, her son Tommen, who is very cute and everything, has a wife who you know basically you know, is really after her as well so i i can understand where she she felt like she feels like she has nobody that has her back she is at this at her on her own and and homegirl is slipping she is gonna she she doesn't know it yet but she has already slipped by getting in line with th- this group the faith or whatever yeah. uh she she doesn't even know it yet but she has uh, already messed up and and it's gonna come to bite her in the butt i just want to know who is it going to be is it it going to be the Faith? Is it going to be a Stark? It, who is going to be the one that that gives it to her at the end? You know, is it going to be Lady Olena? You know, I, I'm just, there's so many people that want that opportunity to stick it to her, uh, literally. And uh, <clears throat> At this point, I just want to know who it's going to be. I mean, I would love to say that it was—it's going to be Arya. Uh, you know, she's on the list, and right. so uh, I would—that's uh, the one I'm hoping—hoping hoping for. So I don't want her to die quite yet until Arya's got the face-changing thing going on, and then, uh, you know, then we can go on from there. But yeah, I, I think she's slipping. She is losing it and everything, and, and she's going to descend into madness.
2: Speaking of Arya and face changing, Luke, what did you think of the room full of faces? What was your first reaction to that?
4: I I thought it was pretty cool. Like I I thought um and may maybe it still is, but I had assumed that the face changing stuff was just magic instead of being like like a Mission Impossible gimmick. <laughs> um, but either way, I thought I thought it was pretty legit. I did like when um, um, y- Jock and Hagar was like uh, a girl. A girl is not ready to become no one yet, but a girl yeah. is ready to become someone else. I was right. like, okay, here we go. Here we
2: go. It's about to get cool. Yeah, no, I thought that was a really awesome scene. Uh, Isis, what did you think about before that her give Arya giving the gift to that sick little girl? Like she had to tell her a complete and total lie, which gained her access to the faces room.
3: But does this get chalked up to her murder tally? You know, I, I thought it was – And, of course, I thought the entire time, um, I was saying the entire time, this is a test. This is a test, Aria. Come on. You can do this. You can do this. And I thought Aria was doing it not because it was a test, but because she wanted to give that young girl peace that she's been hurting and she's been in pain. The parents can't care for her anymore. And, uh, and I thought it was more of kind of like a mercy killing, like here, I'm going to have mercy on you here. Drink this water. That's poisonous or whatever. And uh, and you're going to go ahead and, you know, you're going to go in her mind. She's like uh, she's going to go to a better place. I'll wash her. I'll take care of her and everything like that. And she won't be in, pa- in pain anymore. And she's she has, you know, brothers and sisters. And, and I think that's what really struck her more than anything, because she's been on her own for a long time and been the only child in her in her circle. So I think that's probably why she did it.
2: I like that you just said the word mercy. Now, let me remind you guys that uh, Isis and Luke, my co-hosts, are unsullied. They've not read the books. They don't know what's going to happen in the books. They've not read sample chapters from The Winds of Winter, the next book that's coming out from George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, but I will tell them this. There is a chapter that he's already released called Mercy, and it's about Arya. So I'm glad you brought that up. You're, you completely brought that up out of the blue as an unsullied, you said mercy and that's I'm amazing, awesome.
3: what can I say? You're amazing. That was that, <laughs> was, that was awesome. No, no, it really so, was. It was a great it was a great moment, to be honest.
2: So, yeah, no, absolutely. It was it was you know, we've had a lot of those moments this season, uh, but that was a very poignant uh death scene and it changed Arya's path from being uh I guess I don't know the word I'm looking for, a janitor basically she... to to be an acolyte. Now she's an acolyte and of, of the faceless men. She's gonna start getting missions to go out and do stuff. I'm sure
3: now. So well, you know, this is something, and I didn't mention this last night, and I want to get your take on it. I felt like she's leaving some of her Stark persona behind. Whereas the Starks don't lie. They tell the truth. They, you know, at every, even at cost to themselves and a cost to their family. But she's still a Stark, but she had to learn to be a Stark a different way. Does that make she, sense?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, Arya, Arya really stopped being a Stark the moment she killed the stable boy in King's Landing. When she stabbed the stable boy in the stomach with a needle to, to escape, uh, that 's kind of the moment where she even though it was something she had to do because the stable boy was going to turn her into the Lannisters she had to kill him that was her first that was her first killing that was her first murder and since then it 's been just you know crime and and murder and lies and and so she 's learning basically to survive on her own she 's the most she 's the you 're right she 's the least stark of all the starks I agree with that one hundred percent uh, and I think, I think you're right, I think she has to shed more of it, like, she she even mentioned that, you know, of her, her, her father was killed in battle, and she got, she got spanked for it, she got whooped for it, uh, so she, she, you know, she's, she's shedding all of her Stark nobility, and, uh, we're gonna see somebody completely different, which I'm really excited for. So, we've got all kinds of cool things going on all over Westeros and Essos, we didn't see anything from Meereen, but we did have... Um we gotta talk about it guys. We had our, our little dove, Sansa, got married last night and the the uh the wedding night did not go as Sansa wanted it to go. So Isis, I'm gonna let you uh talk about how you felt during that entire scene. What are your what,
3: break it down for us, give us a female point of view. Okay um so we the very first moment that we get in there is uh Sansa is getting a bath uh, is getting clean and I it's Ramsay's I guess girlfriend woman whatever concubine or whatever she is like basically telling her you know how Ramsay is and and you know she's not saying it like you know, laying it right on the table. But she's she's telling her, throwing down, like, hey, this is how he is. You know, we've, you know, killed people. We've, you know, had dogs run after them. And so just because you think he, you're his wife, don't think that you're safe, okay? Uh, so I, I thought that was very, very interesting. I thought, I thought it was really cool how um, Sansa, you know, Went back at her and just didn't sit there and just kind of go and cower, you know, into her right. tub or anything like that. Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting. <clears throat> Shout out to whoever made Sansa's dress; that was flipping gorgeous. It, even I, even I, as a guy, I was like, man, that's a gorgeous dress. The 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 whole and the scene outside. It was it was so picturesque. I, it was just so beautiful. I, I really, I mean, I'm looking at it going, "Oh my God, this is a horrible, horrible, horrible situation." Uh, but it was a beautiful scene. It really, really was. As far as just you know, when she's getting there to go ahead and marry Ramses. Let, let me ask you this: Did you
2: did you have an inkling of an idea of what was going to happen at the end? Did you like so you have her you have her in the bath uh-huh. and she stands up for herself, like Sansa stands up for herself, and she like she makes miranda yeah. feel all shitty because you know i'm sansa stark and this is my home and you don't scare me and you can leave now in fact even she like she won the day before her wedding she's like what's your name again like that was a great mind play from sansa and mm-hmm. so she get she she gets dressed she dons this beautiful wedding gown and it's complete a completely stark wedding gown with the Wolf fur and the clasp, and the, it was just very, very northern. And, and, and everything's going great, so take it from
3: there. Did you have any idea that that was going to go down the way it did? Okay, so we're going to fast forward over to I guess the the wedding night, and uh, Ramses is there and he is talking to her and he's like, "Hey, are you you know still a virgin?" And he, she's like, "Yes, you know." She even stands up for Tyrion. She goes, "He's a very nice man. He was a, a very good man and honorable and everything." And uh, and he he tells. Uh, Reek to stay. Oh, shout out to Reek for getting a shower, because uh, or bath, um, <laughs> because he was smelling through the TV. It was really, really bad, and so I'm really glad he got a shower. They let him have a, have one, um, and he makes you know Reek stand there and watch him while he he rapes Sansa, uh, and and it was it was god awful, and and they luckily I'm so glad that they didn't show the rape scene but you can just see the look on reek's face of what is going on and how he just completely was just i mean the man was a shell of himself that was just another like just you know thing that was ripped out of his heart because he essentially saw his and as much as he's done to the starks that was his adopted sister Right, you know, he was adopted by the Stark family, or in like, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. No, no, you're right. No, fostered, basically. fostered. Yeah. You're right.
2: Yeah. And uh um, yeah, so was... Alfie Allen, who plays Theon, and I, I apologize for interrupting, but Alfie Allen is an amazing actor, and that he deserves an award this season just for that scene alone. Because my God, all the pain and suffering that was happening, and I, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in social media that says that Alfie Allen. Or Theon slash Reek should not be glorified for his scene because of what was happening to Sansa. I get that, I understand, well, it, but this is the, the acting was superb.
3: The acting was superb, but and but this is the thing: as far as Reek is concerned, he is a victim. I mean, no matter what he did in you know in the beginning to make this all kick, kind of kick off, really, um, and what he has done to the Stark family, he is also a victim of sexual violence of you know all these things that were going on so he is just a a, a victim as uh, Sansa is in this moment He, he he does not want to be there uh and if he was Able to, I, he would want to try to stop it, but he has been so messed up, uh, and this is something very, you know, familiar with people who have been uh, kidnapped and tortured and and raped and all these things. I mean, you know, they think they have no way out of this situation, and they, all they can do is just stand there so they don't become the person that is now the victim again you know, in, in some kind of sexual thing. Uh, But there's been a lot of stuff going on as far as social media. There are many websites out there uh, that are basically saying that they're done with uh, game of Thrones. And these are really popular websites. uh, You know, a lot of nerdy, if you will, websites that are saying they are done with game of Thrones because of what has happened to Sansa.
2: And you know what I think honestly I
3: think it 's overreaction on their
2: part and i 'm glad that you, as a female, have brought up the fact that theon slash reek uh was also a victim you 're right I mean he had his manhood cut off and and sent to his family he 's been flayed by ramsey he 's been mentally tortured uh, i 'm sure there 's some sexual abuse going on there. remember when he had the girls come in and tease him before he got mm-hmm. his manhood cut off. There was all kinds of stuff going on, and you're right. He is – he he's, a, he's been abused to the point that he's been brainwashed, and mm-hmm. uh, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Luke, I want to get your opinion on it. Um, obviously, some of the listeners out there probably don't care about what a man thinks about what happened to a rape scene, but I want to hear what you think um, – Give me give me your opinion of Ramsey's uh, horrible act last night.
4: I uh, I don't understand why everyone is so upset because a fictional character raped another fictional character on a TV show that is known for being as morally depraved as any TV show, I think, in the history of existence. I mean, what did they think was going to happen? Like, I don't understand why people are all of a sudden so outraged by this. Um, Okay,
3: can I weigh in here? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to agree with you on, on a point, is that uh, Game of Thrones has been known to use rape as a plot device. I don't understand how anybody – once she had walked in there and she was promised to Ramses and everything, I don't know how anybody in good conscience can say that they didn't think that Sansa was going to be raped by uh, by Ramsay. I don't know how – I don't know, if, and if you did – what world were you living? Have you been watching this? <laughs> Have you been watching this show? Because I knew instantly once she was promised to Ramsay that it, she was going to be raped. He's not going to let her just sit in her room and not com- consummate this marriage. It's just not going to happen. He wasn't going to bring her flowers, yes. chocolates and play some Kenny G in the back. No, this is not This is not uh, Tyrion. This is not Tyrion. Tyrion would do that, but not Ramses. This is this is a different person. So if you thought that that wasn't going to happen, um, I, I really. <laughs> I really don't understand why, but this is the thing, is that because the show has used rape as a a plot device, um, when there's so many other things going on, um, I think that that's where a lot of people were saying, hey, you know, why can't we go back in the – and this is from the books, I believe. And again, this is what I've read on a couple of the websites that are saying they're not going to talk about Game of Thrones anymore. Is that, you know, let's talk about, um, what, what is it? The uh, Asha Greyjoy claiming the queenship over the Iron Islands, Arya Stark having wolf dreams, you know, or, uh, Sansa Stark gardening support in the Vale, or, or, you know, all these other things that could, they could have done and they just felt like that sexual violence against a woman is, uh, is, Game of Thrones is uh, go-to format, and and they're not wrong. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying the people who are complaining are are wrong for that. Uh, that Game of Thrones goes to sexual violence um, as a you know a plot device and everything. Uh, but I'm just saying that you know when I was watching this uh, and Sansa was being basically fed up to to Ramses, I knew that she was going to be raped, and I mean I just don't see how. It was such a, a shock. How, co- how you could not see this coming? Yeah, I just couldn't see. I mean, a I, I really, I mean, be be upset because a character, our little Dove, has has been you know perp- has been sullied. I mean, she has been dirtied by Ramsey. I would want to go ahead and get a test done if they had tested back then, because <laughs> because uh, he is a sick puppy there. But I mean. I understand where they're saying. With so much sexual violence, did we? Did they? The show really need to go there when there's so many other things going on? Um, on there. Well, let me,
2: let me, let me, let me, let me have Luke finish because I want to answer your question, but I want to hear what else Luke was saying because I, I, and there's some points you made that I want to counter. I with. apologize. Luke, no, that's okay. No, I'm glad you did because this is a very important issue, and it's important to get a females perspective from this but luke continue what you were saying about what did people expect uh this is the one of the most depraved shows i get that so what continue your thought
4: well i mean that that was pretty much the whole thing i mean just i don't understand what people expected especially it's not it's not like she married some other house i mean she married the guy who fillets people alive um to be honest you know she's lucky to be even be alive. You know what I mean. Assuming that she is alive, we we don't know. Uh, we heard we heard screams, and then you know we could come back next uh, next episode, and she could be dead. You know, so yeah. I I just don't understand like the all of a sudden outrage, like you know Cersei getting raped. Uh, that was you know, okay, so that was fine. But now we have like one too many. You know, it it doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, well I mean,
4: don't get me wrong, it's terrible and it's not something that um you enjoy watching by any stretch of the imagination, but right. to sit there and say like, "Oh, I'm going to abandon the entire show because this because this happened." Um it's kind of silly.
2: I, I here's my point of view from the whole situation is I agree with both of what you are you both have you both have great points. Um if you if you didn't see this coming, then what show have you been watching? Uh, this is not Hello Kitty Island Adventure. This is not the Disney Channel. This is HBO. This is Game of Thrones, based on a book series where sexual violence happens more than you know. Uh, the book In the books, this was a vastly more horrible scene than it was in the show. In the show... All we saw was Reek's reaction, and we heard Sansa screaming. That was terrible enough. That was horrible and atrocious, and it made me sick to my stomach, and it's not okay. In the book, it's a million times worse. Also, to the point of what you were saying, Isis, where some of these people on social media are saying, why aren't we getting… Uh, Yara or Asha Greyjoy. They call her Yara, Yara on the show. In the book, she's Asha, uh, becoming queen of the Iron Islands. She never becomes queen. She gets, she goes to the to this announcing ceremony called the King's Moot. She tries to become queen, and she gets shot down and forced to marry into another family to strengthen House Greyjoy's control over the Iron Islands. So that point is moot because she's made. To marry a man against her will. Okay, Uh, Arya dreaming wolf dreams. That's all nice, and yes, I absolutely wish we could see Arya having dreams of wolf dreams in her wolf Nymeria, who's still out there running in a huge wolf pack in the Riverlands. Um, Yeah, that would be nice, but we're seeing Arya train already. We're seeing a lot of Arya. And that's what I want to see more, is more Arya training and becoming an assassin and being a badass. And we'll see all that. We saw a lot of her in every season. So how much more of Arya do they want to see? Like, this, this, this is Game of Thrones. There is violence. Sexual, non-sexual, it's all violence. It's horrible. It's terrible. And um, it happens. It's happened before. So tell, making these big statements that you're not going to cover Game of Thrones anymore... Because you want to make a, a stand against sexual violence. That's all good and well. But let's do it for real reasons. Let's just do it because you think that Game of Thrones is a bad show. Or you think that, uh, you know, sexual violence against women should not be glorified in any way. Fine, make that stand. But don't sit there and say, since after you've been covering Game of Thrones for five seasons now, that you didn't see any of
4: this happening. Well... It, it, the, well. The thing that I want to clarify is something you said. I don't really feel like the, the show is glorifying sexual violence. I don't really okay. feel like um, that uh, um, Ramsey is a figure that anyone loves. We I, I, I don't know anybody who could have watched that last night and said, you know, this guy is anything but despicable, and this, right. is, this is terrible. So, I mean, it's not – I don't think that they're – glorifying it um, per se I mean I get I get your overall point but just to you know okay. clarify that
2: no, that's a good point and you know what I actually feel bad because a couple episodes ago on take the black I actually said that I liked they were making me like Ramsey a little bit because of the actor because of the and, and actually you know I have to go back and say I don't like Ramsey I hate him in the books but it's the actor in the show that made him a little bit likable until last night until that last scene last night and then that's where it was like I can't I can't do this anymore I can't I can't look at this guy the same way and that's unfortunate because the actor really has brought a depth to the character that wasn't there in the books uh but now he'll never be looked at the same way again which is man like think about this for a second he's a he's a young actor uh I believe he's working on a song career he's got he's he's trying to publish albums and things uh man he 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 really did a bad thing last night and that's going to haunt him for a while and it's not and it's not really
3: fair because he was acting a part for fici- a fictional part
2: uh so well, and I, that-
3: I think a lot of people's problem with it though you know that we were talking about is that um you know John John Snow can be this interesting awesome guy you know has a lot of bad things happen to him and everything um but can be this really awesome, awesome interesting story have an awesome interesting storyline without having rape uh occur to him um why couldn't the justice be done to the same to the women characters on this show you know why does a rape have to be the why does a rape occurrence have to be what makes Sansa interesting? You know what I mean. I think that's well, see, a- and that's
2: that's where I feel like they are missing the point. Is Sansa is not interesting because of the rape, and everybody's saying that. that I and mean, a lot of people are saying that this is uh, a it's plot fanservice. device. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Well, and I don't and see here's where I disagree completely. Is I don't think it's a plot device to push her story forward or Theon's story forward. Although I think. Theon started getting power back for himself when he said – when they asked him who gives this, this woman away to be married, and he says his name. The first time he says his name, Theon Greyjoy, and it's like, okay, he's starting to come out of his shell a little bit. And yes, I believe that having to watch Sansa being raped by Ramsay is going to empower him a little
3: bit. It will because he grew up with her. I mean that, that's, that's unavoidable. Secretly, Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Secretly, I was hoping that Sansa had a knife and that she was going to fight back at least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, She was going to fight back. Everybody I've talked to was like, whenever she undid her. Her uh, sleeve, everybody was hoping she had a knife stuck in her sleeve. Yes, I, I hope. I was hoping, holding out hope for that. And then, you know, when Greyjoy, I thought maybe he was going to get, like, pick up something really heavy behind, uh, you know, behind him or something like that and just bash it on his head. And then he was going to go ahead and take her out to safety. And then Sansa, again, this is all that was going on in my head. And then Sansa was going to get out of there, and she was going to go ahead and leave with – um uh, with Brienne, Brienne. so that, that was what I was hoping, I looked at the clock and I knew that was not going to happen yeah,
2: no, you're right so we've, we've we, I think we've talked this to death, I think we've talked Sansa's rape scene to to just beat a dead horse at this point I think people just uh, need time to
3: kind of, they will, and you
2: know what another, you know, people where, were, where was the outrage last season where Craster's wives were getting raped by the men of the Night's Watch the, uh the men who revolted against the old bear. Where where was all that outrage whenever that was happening? Nobody said a word about those poor women, and they were already – they were like Craster's daughter wives. So like, not only were they having incest – being forced to have ancestral sex with their dad, but then, then they started getting raped by the men of the Night's Watch who, who killed uh, the old bear, the, the, the former Lord Commander. But there was not any outrage back then, but again, we beat this horse – till it's 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 not getting back up, and you're right. You're gonna see this. This is gonna be a hot button topic for the next couple of weeks, but I, things will simmer down like they always do, and people will begin reporting and talking about the good things on Game of Thrones. Which uh, one thing we did not talk about, and we need to go back and talk about it real quick before we wrap up the podcast for tonight is the scene in Dorne where Bronn and Jamie Walking into the water gardens in the middle of broad daylight and oh, by the way, just happened to walk and walk to in, right into Marcella and then, oh by the way, the sand snakes are showing up there as well. So uh, what did you think of of the fight, Luke? give me get your thoughts on how all that went down and uh, and and was it a better scene for the sand snakes than the first first time we saw them?
4: Um, no, it wasn't a better scene, unfortunately. <laughs> um, they Those poor girls, they're trying to be so awesome and badass and everything. But as soon as they started getting going, like, as soon as they started, like, having a fight and, like, you know, going to show off, like, how awesome they are and whatnot, it, the fight gets broken up and then they get put in timeout and, you know. Well,
2: I thought it was poorly choreographed in my like I, thought, I didn't even
3: think it was a good fight. I will
4: honest. say I will say, uh, Braun got cut uh, yeah. at the end, and so I was like I, – I, I couldn't tell if it hit the skin or maybe just his armor or whatever, but uh, you called it last week saying like his days are numbered, and I'm wondering if uh, a little Poisy-Poison doesn't set in overnight. Yeah, Poison
2: Spice. little Poison Spice got a little poison on her dagger. Yeah. And by the way, that's Tyene Sand. And she is the sand snake who copies her father because uh, he studied poisons she studies poison, so that's just a little and yes, it did i I, I wrote an article on winners coming today, and I had a gif and it's it you can go look at it and it's clear uh, his arm he, she draws blood, so she definitely she definitely made contact with that dagger uh Isis you are a sand snake supporter um yeah, In fact, but they consider yourself a sand snake, don't you? Yes. Yeah. So uh so how did that feel last night, that that whole thing?
3: I'm gonna agree with you. That choreography of the of the fight was absolutely horrible. Like they need to call the people over at Arrow, uh the T V show Arrow, <laughs> because they know how to bring, chore- bring some black canary on there. Nah, well, let's fighting. not go that far. Let's not bring black canary, just bring the regular canary. Um because uh, <laughs> black canary is not that good. Uh yeah. So the canary they need to bring the people that choreograph their fights because they do a lot of um, multiple people in a fight, uh, you know, fighting each other, and they do multiple camera camera angles. And it seems like that is the Achilles' heel uh, here for for this whole scene with the sand snakes. It was not impressive whatsoever. I was very disappointed. Uh, I, my bro, my bro OTP is about to die. I have a feeling. <laughs> And if you don't know what o t p means my one true pairing and that's that's braun and jamie for me is that they're my bro o t p and uh, okay, I I just feel, learned, so today I learned what OTP is. Yeah, OTP. Yeah, OTP. He, they, are, they are my bro OTP. And, and it's I feel like it's about to dissolve uh, because Braun, my comedic relief guy, uh, it's so funny because they were showing like the cuts from, you know, what happened like two episodes of, ago of Jamie and, and Braun. And I don't normally watch those, but I like I stopped what I was doing and watched it. 'Cause I just wanted to see Braun just be Braun. So you're, so. you're down
0: with you're
3: you're down with O T P. I'm I'm down with my bro OTP Jamie. Yeah, you know me. Yes, you know me. Uh yeah, I was um as soon as I saw he was cut, I was like, Oh, he's done. That's it. He's gone. I love Well, him. there's
2: hope. I, I I'm I'm holding out hope that he gets an antidote or something. Maybe maybe he's saved from the poison. I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh I thought it was a poorly Choreographed scene. I thought like the bull whip was completely awkward and it had no place. And like honestly, if 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 bull if Indiana Jones Spice that's what I call her Indiana Jones Spice if she was fighting any other armored knight in Westeros she would get her ass kicked because what's a bull whip going to do a guy against a guy in, in full plate armor? Um, okay, so maybe she might be able to pull him off his feet, but he would just cut her in half. Uh, and Braun almost cut her in half a couple of times. Um, and, by the way, in, in, a, in a show that ended with a horrible, atrocious rape scene, Braun punched a girl in the face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, he straight up decked a girl in the face and then taunted her at the end. You fight pretty good for a little girl. I know. So,
3: <laughs> I was. That's why I love him. That's why I'm like, oh, my gosh. He was like – he was not – I mean he gave her the respect. He was just like, okay, you're going to fight me? And, and you fight really good, I'm going to give you my best too. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're just a little girl and and just try to pacify you. No, he freaking was like, I'm going to fight you. And and then he <laughs> went back later and said, you know, man, you fight good little girl. I, I mean, that was, it, he wasn't, he wasn't being condescending at, at all.
2: He was like he was taunting her. Come on, well, he was taunting her. I, yeah, you fight good for
3: a little girl. He put little in there. I, well, that's the thing is that that's just the way <laughs> he talks. He doesn't. He would probably tell that to Tyrion. You know, you you know that's just the way he is. He's like that. You know, backwoods. Uh, you know, uncle that nobody really talks about, talks to, or anything like that. But he comes to all the family reunions. You know, I mean. <laughs>
2: Wait. Oh no way! No, no, he is not the backwoods uncle. He's the cool uncle. I guess he's the cool uncle that like lets you drive his car and drinks like a cool beer tournament. out of his cooler. Yeah, life. and drink a beer. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, so anyway, that's going to do it for tonight. Um, this episode was definitely trying. It was upsetting, and I'm hoping that episode seven. We're we're episode seven, by the way, this coming Sunday, guys. Like we're wow. almost done with the season. Yeah. Really? You, yeah, well, It, feels, episode it seven, feels like
4: nothing has happened.
2: I know, man. i got to say, this is not my favorite season so far. I'm hoping some big things come. We have Jon Snow uh, leaving the castle black with the wildlings. Alistair Thorne is telling him it's a terrible plan. Uh, he's talking trash to Sam, saying all his friends are leaving. Uh, we saw Sansa. So that was another thing I was going to say. You said we don't know if she's dead or not, but we saw her in the trailer for next episode. Uh, in the snow... With a hood on, crying, and then she's talking to Theon saying, my family still has friends. Maybe we'll see Sansa light that, that candle in the tower, Luke. Uh, maybe that's going to happen next episode. Uh, maybe – in <laughs> Isis, maybe your favorite – your favorite warrior in all of Westeros, Brienne comes in and saves the day. I don't know what's going to happen, Lord, but we need, we need some big things to happen next episode.
3: Lord knows that we need to get Brienne involved in this whole situation. Her and Pod, uh, you know, sitting there in some inn or whatever is going to get old. I'm glad that they didn't even show them today uh yesterday. Um Normally, I'm I'm normally happy to see her, but I wasn't. I really hope that we go ahead and see a lot of movement. But let's be honest, how we do you also have ahead? Stannis. Yes. Oh, and Stannis. Oh God, we need some Stannis. Imanis.
2: I, Stannis Amanis yes. is marching, and he and we saw him in the trailer for the next
3: episode. He's and he's talking to Davos like we gotta we gotta keep moving or we die. Well, and another thing that I'm I'm hoping for too is that uh, we're going to go ahead and get some you know action between Davos I, I'm not quite sure who I want to kill Ramsay you know do I want it to be Stannis? do I want it to be Brienne at this point either one is a win win That's what I
2: was going to ask you guys that's my last question to both of you and I'm so I'll start with you Isis after last night's episode how is there a way that you could be redeemed that that there's a redeeming part of the show would it be what's your perfect ending for Ramsay what is who would you want to kill or exact revenge on Ramsey, and how would it go down?
3: I I would like to see a uh, gang bang of killing
0: <laughs> between, <laughs>
3: and I don't know how, I don't know what you would call it. I mean I don't mean it in a sexual connotation as a gang bang, <laughs> but <laughs> I meant, was, it, I meant it. I know I don't know what else to call it, but I I want I want Sansa and Reek to be the ones. Um, reek mostly because he was the one that has i mean granted he also caused a lot of these problems for himself, but uh you know, I really felt like that they would be great uh to do that, and then you know also to see uh Sansa go ahead and also kill uh what's his name uh ramses's dad
0: Bruce.
3: Uh, yes, that Bruce, yes, because I mean he killed the family he killed the he family killed Rob Yeah. And, and- and his wife and, yeah, and the baby and all that <laughs> stuff. So that, that would be um, – and, and so then it, how how badass would it be that they kill all those people and she just walks out and Stannis is like, hey, we're here to free you. And she's like, mm, done. I don't need you. I don't even need you. I did it myself. I, I, you think, took too I long. think for – I think honestly for the
2: show to be redeemed in the eyes of all these social – the social justice warriors on social media uh, th- who are claiming a uh, holy war against Game of Thrones right now, they would have to be – it would have to be something for Sansa to do. Luke, what would be your perfect ending to Ramsay's rule, reign of terror over Sansa?
4: Um, so I mean uh, you know, if it would be, it would probably be Sansa or maybe Reek. One of those, but to me, that makes the most sense, and I feel like Ramsey would be sort of okay with that. You know, like (laughs) like okay, you killed me, that makes sense, whatever. So what I would really enjoy is if uh, Roose Bolton stabbed his son in the chest face to face and said, "I should have done this a long time ago."
2: Oh. Because
4: at that point, Ramsey his entire life has been trying to become a Bolton and to, like, have his dad kill him and say mean things to him while he did it. To me, that would oh. be, like, the just desserts that he deserves.
2: That would be so awesome. You need to write for Game of Thrones. That would be an amazing ending. I think that – you, do you guys remember back in Season 3 when uh, – Lady Catelyn – no, 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 Jamie. Jamie and Brienne were on the road trying to get to, to King's Landing, and they come across that group of men who stopped them, and Brienne ends up killing them all. You remember that scene? Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a part in that scene where she takes a sword and shoves it up a guy's ass. Do <laughs> you remember that part?
4: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if you remember. No, I may have you blocked go... it out. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: no. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's terrifying. But, like, they had raped and hung a girl – from a tree, and so she's like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get revenge so she she fights him, she knocks, she kills all three of them, she kills two of them and the guy's on the ground begging for mercy, and you, she just like sticks the sword up his ass, and slowly shoves it up his, up his bung hole, all the way up through his body and she's talking shit to him as she's shoving the sword up his ass I would like to see some kind of ending like that for for Ramsey. Like, I would like to see Brianne bust in, take charge, after after Roos has stabbed Ramsey in the chest and talk shit to him. He's not dead yet. <laughs> Brianne busts in, kills Roose, and and while while Ramsey's laying on the ground dying, uh Sansa takes Brianne's sword, which by the way is melted down from her dad's sword, Ice, and it's called Oath Keeper. She takes Oathkeeper and shoves it up Ramsey's ass. That would be great. I would. I, I would be completely satisfied. So. Well, yeah, you got to cut his do? penis off first. You got Well, let let let, let do that. Yeah. Know, the
4: the cock vendor will take care of that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they'll <laughs>
3: call they'll call a cock
4: merchant. We, yeah, the cock will the take care around, of that. We've come all the way around,
3: guys. We have just come. We went. We've <laughs> we come full circle, so and stuff. I think.
2: There's no better way to end it than on Cock Merchant. Thanks for listening tonight, guys. Uh, Hopefully next week won't be as traumatic, and maybe we'll get a little satisfying revenge. I don't know. It's Game of Thrones, so that means probably not. Thanks for listening. I am House Razor on Twitter. Uh,
3: My co-host Isis is I-J-A-M-E-L-T-O-N, and also on Tumblr as superhero o Isis. Awesome. And my other co-host, Luke.
4: At Turner, Luke. At Turner to Luke.
2: All right, guys, thanks for listening. And I know we've said this three or four times, but we will talk to you next week. This has been Take the Black. Love you.